WBNE. Howdy, Oaks. Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. If you want to support the show and make us the happiest creators in the world, then you can go over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the great reward tiers we have there. It's a bunch of really cool stuff. And I think we're going to switch it around a little bit. I kind of want to do a thing where like at a certain level, at the end of every episode, we read your name. I kind of want to do a thing like that. So I think we're going to do that as a thing. So keep your eye on our Patreon. Things might change soon. Uh, but uh, the reward tiers that exist, I don't think are going anywhere. Maybe the ones that aren't used at all, but I'm thinking about the thing that I was just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. If there's other stuff you want to see us do, then, you know, send us a little email to bacon and gmail.com and say, I'd love to see you guys do this or how else can I support you? And we'll maybe come up with something. Uh, a lot of times though, what we really need is, is funding, which we totally understand if you don't have, like, that's, that's fine. You don't have to give us money, but like, that's a lot of times what we do need to, to keep things going around here. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for donating. Patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Let's get to it. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're getting the family back together. Or maybe we're just posing. So name a pig after your fake husband. And a bite vest with lots of buckets. Because today we're bringing you Black Widow. Ethan, Black Widow is directed by one female and zero males. Kate Shortland. Yep. Came out on July 9th, 2021, five days ago as of this recording. $200 million budget, already made $166 million at the box office, plus another $60 million in Disney Plus subscriptions. Uh, not subscriptions, but in, in the $30 Disney Plus. Uh, so it's broken its $200 million budget, which is the I don't probably not the fastest because there's been some cheap movies that have gone out, but it's definitely like the biggest deal since like onward yeah sort of since, since the things went away since everything went away uh we got an 80 percent critic rating and a 92 percent audience rating on rotten tomatoes only a 67 on metacritic ethan do you have a negative review for me from a professional critic i do i've got a negative review here from maya phillips the new york times and maya says black widow never feels like more than just a footnote in the story a detour that holds no weight in the larger mcu narrative except to set up yelena for a larger role in the future uh I, I actually take issue with this review right here because okay. before I you take issue with it, though, I want to hear a, a positive review, a positive review. I can get you a positive review. Ah, uh, let's see. Come on. Nobody in England liked this movie. Oh, my That's... God. Just read one from an American. OK, well, most of the Brits haven't seen this movie. It's not out there yet. I don't think. All right. This is from Melanie McFarland at Salon.com. Uh, in all the ways that matter to an MCU fan, Black Widow the film meets or exceeds all expectations. It is a killer action flick and a unique viewing experience. In that, I loved it, and the fact that I loved it also makes me livid. Makes them livid? Livid, yeah. I, I Now I'm actually... This is the first time I've ever been intrigued to be like, ooh, what's the full review? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a review here from, from Carrie, a fellow host on WBNE Network, a listener review. And Carrie says, 96 out of 100. I love seeing women just be awesome on screen. I wholeheartedly agree with that review. 
I've got I've got uh, Liam 2.0 gives it a 59 out of 100. Uh, they say pretty good, nothing groundbreaking, but it didn't need to be entertaining. But the reveals were blatant. So you wanted to take issue with my positive review or my negative review? Go I do and, because you can do that I, now. I think we sit here and we talk and we talk about how we've got these big old Avengers Endgame movies and everything has to be connected. And the biggest problem with the last MCU movie that came out was that like it leaned so much on Tony Stark, even though he's dead and not even in it. And then finally we get this sort of like, I mean, like well-wrapped package in Black Widow. I don't think it needs more weight in the larger MCU. I don't know. It it does suffer from the from the Rogue One problem, though. What? No stakes? Where like it doesn't matter in any way. Well, but it does because... Like I, going into it, I think that was a concern was that this isn't going to matter in any way. But coming out of it, now we know Yelena is going to be a character moving forward. The uh, uh, the David Harbour's character is going to be a character moving forward. Uh, they just haven't like been a part of the na- narrative just yet. So I think actually going into it with the expectation of none of this matters to the larger MCU narrative. I came out of it like, you know what? They surprised me. Now I've got stuff to care about. Okay, so zero out of 100. What do you got? I very much liked this. Okay. Um. This is where I'm at. This may be a recency bias. I may change my mind down the line, but I'm at an 88 on this one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go right for 80. 80? You see, I... But it's... I do want to preface. Um, To some extent, and this has nothing to do with any of uh, most of the actors or really most of the writing. Uh, but this is this is like an 80 out of 85. There's a 15 percent they never had because whatever his name is that Ray Winston plays is the worst MCU villain we've ever seen on screen. Oh, you didn't like that. The, acting uh, was the worst thing I've ever seen. The acting ever. was, was ever. Very, very bad. The, the yeah. whole third act of the movie is garbage. I disagree that the third act is no, garbage. No, the, 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 I didn't care about that villain at any point. Would I like... Okay, I didn't care about that villain at any point, but what I do like about this one as opposed to some of the other ones, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you can correct me, but it felt different when I was watching it, was that like they discovered this guy was still active and they were like, we're going to seek him out. We're going to go take the battle to him. Uh, which I know is like the Avengers moment, right? That like Hulk punches the giant sea dragon, giant air dragon thing. Uh, but like, I, I don't know. To me, that was like an interesting twist of, you know, the Black Widow and the family is this sort of conniving, sort of Im- like morally ambiguous group. Like, like they're definitely doing the right thing by killing the guy that runs the Red Room. But like, sure, they're going out and fighting. I don't know. I I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I, again, the, the first two acts of this movie are brilliant. Great. Excellent setup for this villain that we're going to get. And then uh, they just is this big swing and a big miss for me at the end. Um, the the like pheromone luck thing. Oh yeah, that was stupid. Uh, and just like it, it just felt like okay. So he's like uh, like a Mandarin type character, right? Like we're gonna get the real villain here in a minute. Nope, it's uh, him. bad use of Taskmaster. Yeah, I I agree C- with you there. Out, I think there's cop out use of, of Taskmaster. There's definitely more that can be done there, right? Like uh, I. I didn't care about that part of the story. I love the, the, I care about Black Widow as a character more than I have previously. Obviously, I, I said that was going to happen, that I didn't, you know, based on the shows going into this, that she was probably going to become my all-time favorite superhero. Uh, a, a solid chance that'll happen with Hawkeye as well. Um, well, the, I definitely do have a new favorite superhero, but it's not Black Widow. And no, it's it's Yelena Belova. Yelena Belova, absolutely. Yeah, I, was I, my yeah. favorite superhero. I mean, absolutely. Like, <laughs> And we knew it was going to happen, right? Like you, yeah. you, you like, take the MCU, you take the money, you take the writers, and you put, you stick a, a fantastic young actress in there and let her go loose. But Florence Pugh, this is this was my favorite. This is subverting expectations as well. Is going into this, I was like Florence Pugh, and 
Scarlett Johansson are both serious, real deal sure. dramatic yeah. actors. We're talking about Marriage Story. We're talking about Little Women. We're talking about Midsummer. We've got like heavy hitters here. And they both played comedy parts in this. I was not prepared for how funny this movie was. I was not in at any all. way. I was cackling in because the theater. Every time Black Widow's shown up previously, she's just been a buzzkill. With the exception of the sandwich cold. thing, she you know, she had a little bit of, of hope in, in Endgame before she yep. died. Um yep. but like, yeah, the 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 whole every time she's shown up previously, it's been very heavy, very oh, you know, we're trying to make a spy movie. You know, and, yeah. and this was not that at all. I, I texted you yesterday and I said this shares more in common with the shows than with anything we've seen previously. And I stand by that. Like this. It, it's it's the same kind of shift we saw in the MCU after Guardians of the Galaxy came out, where they were like, oh, we can do fun. We're allowed to do fun. And then they sort of, again, forgot it for a little bit. I'm not saying that the Endgame and Infinity War were bad, but they're big, heavy, epic, you know, break your heart, make you cry type movies, right? This is not that. It never tried to be that, and it never had to be that. Well, where they lost it is that, like, yeah, Endgame and Infinity War are allowed to be big and heavy and epic, right? That's, you know, the, the sort of the Gilgamesh of, yeah. of the MCU. But then they, they Far From Home wasn't funny. No, it tried so hard and missed so hard. It, yeah, it just it just didn't land. So then you got Black Widow, who is a character that's split. Like they even at the beginning of this movie have like a James Bond style opening credits. Yeah, like spy movie thing going on. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Spy movie. They even have her, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson watching James Bond in the movie. Like they're really and landed the, on thick. The opening is just heartbreaking. Remind me of the opening. The like the cold open it. with the kids and they, you know, the dad Alexi comes oh home. Oh my is, god, yes. Yeah, oh and they god. they the mom. Gets shot and they fly to Cuba and he drops the daughters off with the Black Widow program and and and, and Nat has the grown out roots which like links back to Endgame yeah oh yeah I mean absolutely heartbreaking and then uh and then they you know un Black Widow Yelena and she's hilarious and Nat has this weird like friend slash fixer guy that she meets up with and they're hilarious that dude was so good yeah i don't know who that dude is i know he's gonna show up later on oh yeah absolutely he'll yeah. he'll be the he's the 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 q or whatever from james bond right the, the gadget yeah. guy he's the the getter the fixer i think honestly what i'm most upset about is i could use two sequels to this I could use yeah. so much more Yelena content with Black Widow with like, I, yeah, I liked it so much. Yeah. The, the, like I said, right up until they get onto the, the air base and even, even in some of it, I, I was, I was with it, man. Really until it was, until he opened the Taskmaster helmet and it was his like daughter that we didn't care about. Like superimposed into it. Right. That like we, they didn't give us enough of the daughter. Like when, cause when they pulled it off, I was like, who is that? Should I? And you I, should so I, never, you should never pull the mask off and go, who is, it's not Scooby-Doo, right? Like, well, no, but that, so there's another example where somebody pulls the mask off and, and it works really well. And you're like, I don't understand who that is. And it's in Force Awakens when Ray's like, take the mask off and Kylo Ren just like, okay. Right. <laughs> and it's just, you're like, this is. Who is okay, this that's guy? just a guy. That's, that's just a guy, a guy. right? Like, <laughs> not scarred like Vader was. Right, you're just right, a guy. Yeah. And and Ray Winston is great at being a Bond villain, man. But he could not pick an accent, and it's just like the camera work was really creepy, and he's like in her face, and like it didn't sell me on a she's uncomfortable about this thing though it just I, like was weird shooting i did love the like the masks that like perfectly mimic other people's faces yeah I thought that was like 
What a great little spy feature you've got here. Yeah. Like a little spy movie thing. Mission Impossible 2 we got going on. Yeah, I would watch, a, a, yeah, several spinoffs about this spy family, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be all Avengers all the time, man. Right. <laughs> That's what I've liked so much about the shows, honestly, is that they haven't been Avengers-y, right? Like, I'm, well, one of them was about Captain America. Right, but even even still, <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Thor shows up to, to stop Sam and Bucky from fighting, right? Like, <laughs> right. It wasn't Captain America versus the Winter Soldier. Right. The TV show where, or, you know, the Falcon versus the Winter Soldier, where they fight over who gets to be Captain America. Oh, um, that would have been an awful show. Yeah, I mean, I just continue to be so surprised by the direction that Marvel is willing to go with this stuff and the, and the boxes they're willing to step out of. Um, I was not excited at all for this movie. I, I am a changed man. I believe in the movies again. I even So I even tweeted out to John Negroni, who is a, a fan of the show. I love John. John's a great Rotten Tomatoes critic. Uh, and I said, John, you know what I look for in a superhero film. What am I going to rate Black Widow on a binary? And he said zero. I think, and this is the thing, right? Because this is not like, this is not a barn burner of a movie. You know, it's not... Uh it's not Avengers Endgame, right? And I, I, I no, think it's going to take us. This checks the right box. This checks. This checks boxes. Avengers Endgame wasn't trying to check. This sure, is checking sure, sure, the sure, same sure. boxes as Ant Man in a way that I'm very satisfied with. It checks the same boxes as Ant Man, right? But it doesn't check the same boxes as like Black Panther. Nor do I think it's trying to, right? Like, we. We've got a, a little bit of a comedy of errors going on with comparison in the MCU right now where like everything feels like it has to be up to the level of Avengers Endgame, right? And I think that's why Far From Home fell so flat is because it was just so close on the heels. Yeah. And that like if I watch it again, which I haven't done since it came out in theaters, right? Like this is that was the first time I've seen a Marvel movie since I saw Far From Home in theaters for sure. Um, But yeah, this is this this never had to be Avengers Endgame, right? So I think there's a perfectly I don't, I'm not going to say there are wrong reasons to like this movie because I don't think there are, but there are obviously right reasons to like this movie, and I think there are okay reasons to not like it, and there are wrong reasons to not like it. Yeah, I think right, like, and that's that's true with any of these movies, but like especially with this one, like I can very much see somebody being like, yeah, it was fine, just didn't you know didn't hit home for me, and it doesn't need to hit home from everybody, right? Like, yeah. I do think I've seen some criticism being like the sort of more mellow moments between Nat and Yelena didn't land for them. And I, baby, you felt that way. I did not feel that way. All of the little moments yeah. that they had together to me landed that, that perfectly. That made the movie for me. That could have uh, lived yeah, That's there. what it was about. Yeah. yeah. I could have lived it was, there. Yeah. It's when they started doing the, the superhero thing where I, I got off of it, right? When we came to floating sky base that controls the Black Widows through pheromones, I was like, man, really? Like... It, it, the pheromone thing really got me that I was. And then when she was like, I've just got to sever my, my, uh, olfactor senses right, so I can't like, smell. I was like, you got to what? You got to do what? I'm sure I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to go back and watch the MCU movies and there'll be some point in like civil war. No, I guess this is after civil war. There'll be some point in, in infinity, infinity war. war where she can't smell where something. she can't smell something. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> But no, it feels like they hired somebody different to write the last third of this movie. And just like they got Colin Trevorrow to come in and write the last act oh of the movie God. and didn't tell anybody that that's what was happening. Like, yeah, and, and, that would have been bad. And I truly think that a lot of this is just down to to um, straight up to casting and 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 
completely messing up that performance from I don't want to blame the actor, but like this is a truly a time where I felt let down by an actor's performance. So it didn't bother me while I was watching it. Now I, I fear that when I do rewatch it, because this is one that will make it onto my rewatch list. Easy. Definitely. I'm also entering a phase in my life where from the ages of roughly 24 to 28, I was like, I don't have time to rewatch things. Life is short. And now I'm kind of getting into a phase of my life where I'm like, I just want to watch the things that I like and I'll try new things whenever I want, but like, I'm not going to get mad at myself for sitting down and watching a movie. I know I like, I know this because I'm reading books that I like right now and it is, See, Oh I've my always, God. Awesome. I've always approached rereading books completely differently from rewatching movies. Rereading books is, but like, so we did like, like when it comes to rereading books, we're doing the reading challenge. We're only allowed to reread 25% of our total. Sure. Yeah for the year uh which is like a ton right like if i if we read 100 books that's 25 but i don't i don't know that i've read 25 books since middle school yeah so but like the rereads isn't a challenge but i i had very much been avoiding them until recently and then i read ready player one and now i'm listening to ender's game which are like two of my all-time favorites and it turns out they're my all-time favorites for a reason they definitely resonate with me more than 50 out of the 60 other books I've read this year. I read Ready Player One once a year, at least. Yeah. Uh, since I've read it the first time. Um, but like I and, and when you uh, you overlay the whole time factor of that, it's like reading a book takes way longer than watching a movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like uh, Ready Player One is like 15 hours to listen to. I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, I have definitely I saw Avengers Endgame in theaters more times. I mean, uh, three times in theaters. And I have definitely read Ready Player One more than I've seen Avengers Endgame. And I will continue to see or read ready player one more than i see avengers endgame yes that doesn't but what, basically what i'm trying to say is I'm, I'm going to start allowing myself to not feel guilty for sitting down and watching a movie i've sure. seen uh but anyway i'm curious because this does make it onto my rewatch list I, I think it's tough to like say where does this land in your mcu ranking because then you have to like remind yourself what you think oh i'm, I'm done films. having that conversation let me just fully ask, undone it, having that conversation just just based on the vibe of the film and if you sat down and wrote it all out it may not end up this way but just on the vibe of the film does this feel top 50 or bottom 50 bottom 50 mcu movies about 50 percent. oh i was like there's not a hundred mcu movies uh actually we're surprise. we're sincerely behind if there are <laughs> This is our 25th MCU review. Yeah, no. look at us, man. Bacon and eggs back the way God intended it. It's talking yeah. about a Marvel movie that we saw in theaters. Yeah. It's been yeah. so long. Well, since Far From Home. That's a long time. That's two years. Has it really been two years since yeah. Far From Home? Yeah, that was July of 19. Dang. This is how God intended it. Yeah. I did see it. In th this is my first movie back in the theater since Onward. This is my second. Uh, but I do. Hold on. Before we get into the theater experience, I want to know, just vibe alone, is this in the top 12 or bottom 12? Yeah, this is top twelve. I would, I would wholeheartedly. Yeah, the vibe, agree. the vibes are what matters at the end of the day. Right. Like this, this for me makes top twelve probably before Endgame or Infinity War. Ooh, interesting. There's just like, like this is so good. This was so good. It was so fun, right? Like, and, and, I, I'm sitting here complaining about it, right? And I'm like, oh, I give it an eighty out of eighty five, but like. That's it's a strong. I want to maintain that it's a strong score. Like I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. I can complain about it because I truly did not like the villain at all. And that I think I think I like this movie the least I will ever like it right now, because next time I watch it, I'm just not going to care. Right. Yes. So th that's because I gotta turn it point. off or fast forward through it or whatever. Right. Like I could watch the or first just, two acts yeah, you, and then just turn it off and do something else or go get popcorn or whatever. But but that is a good point. I've noticed. Uh, I think I may have mentioned this last week. I've watched Luca like three or four times now. Yeah. 
once you sit into it and you like really kind of know the characters, it's way more enjoyable. Like when you don't have yeah. to introduce yourself to all these characters, you just get to like, oh, I really enjoy this part. It's, it really does. You, you sit into it a lot better. It's, I could watch the fun. first 20 minutes of Luca all day. Yeah. Like, I think it, about Luca all the time. Like <laughs> it's a freaking Pixar thing, man. Right? Like, like. <laughs> Yeah, but they put out that red panda thing, and now I'm scared. To now death. I'm scared. But the teaser looks good. It does look good. It does. It does. Like I did get a little bit of parasite vibes, just because it was like honestly, it was the way the school was built, where there was this like wall of windows and yeah. the grassy field, and like people out in the grassy field. I was like, oh my god, it's the house from Parasite. But like I, I think about Pixar. I mean, I, I, Pixar. <laughs> I think about Soul and Onward every day, right? Like every day. I think about Inside Out at least once an hour. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about like who's in control right <laughs> who's now. Who's driving that, right now? Who's driving right? Is that right, joy? Like, like, Am I stop letting right now? stop letting fear drive. Stop letting disgust drive. Right? Like, yeah. Let joy drive. Let joy drive for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's really. I mean, that's 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 the key to life, right? Is is to let joy drive. I think the moral of the movie actually is to let them all drive, to allow sure. yourself to feel a range of emotions. Right. But like, I would say the one that people have the most trouble with is letting joy drive. Yes. Riley's a happy kid, though. Riley's a happy kid. Well, yeah, kids are kids are different. Uh, we're not kids. We're, tw I'm, we're 28. I know. Oh, my God. I have Man. worries that I didn't have when I was <laughs> Riley's age. Right. Like. <laughs> Like I have like, bigger problems. Clear, I, have, I have worries very similar to Riley's though. If like the cool teenage girl is at the mall and she might be judging me, I feel just as. He's got as feminine Riley. hips. Yeah. <laughs> what he has? What? <laughs> what? Oh, I, yeah. No, it's those uh, freaking Pixar movies, man. I think about it every day, right? Like I could be like, "Oh, Luca sucked," and I think about <laughs> Luca all the time, right? Yeah. Like, and, then, and then your brain is like, "Silencio, Bruno." Right, and it's and it's just great advice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like uh, th there's some uh, to, to talk about top 50 or bottom 50 percent to talk about top 12, bottom 12. There's a certain rewatchability factor involved in that. And like, this is infinitely more rewatchable than Avengers Endgame to me. To, yeah, to you. You're, I think you might be alone in that one. People That's love fine. that. Ending. I could I will continue to be alone in that. It's again, I don't want to say like I didn't like those movies. Right. But like I cannot imagine a situation where I'm going to put them on out of context. Do you know what the MCU did wrong? What? If we, Ethan and Tyler, were like, hey, we rented out this movie theater, the whole thing, for four days, and we are going to host a Bacon and Eggs Marvel Movie Marathon. Okay. And, like, you come as you are, you stay as long as you want, there's free popcorn, it costs $100, and we're going to watch all the Marvel movies in order. It doesn't matter that we agree, obviously, that release order is the only way to watch these movies. Sure. There will be a discussion at our event. Yeah. From attendees being like, why aren't we watching uh chronological order? I will tell you. Um Ethan, why 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 did they do release order when when Marvel Because release order is the only thing that matters. I wanna I wanna piggyback to a different point that you <laughs> because just Because it's up, about thematic stop, 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 stop. Because there's reveals. It's it's the movies are made to be watched in chronological order. When they made the MCU, at least at some point, they started thinking about, we're not going to have a machete order for this thing, right? We're going to ruin everything in every movie. Yes. <laughs> so you can't watch them in, in reverse also, order. Also, the way that films are made between Civil War and now, you can't yeah. just watch Civil War, then Black Widow, and then go back to Phase 3 Marvel. No, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> um, but, 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 but. If you tell me we're going to sit down for four days and watch all the MCU movies, right? That is a quick way. I think that my list of, of favorite uh, Marvel movies would 
go like, let's see. I'm trying to think. It would go, it would go Black Widow, number one, uh, and then Captain America, the first Avenger, and then Iron Man, and then everything else, and then Infinity War, Endgame, Far From Home. Because, because I think I watch Iron Man and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm back, baby. And I watch The Incredible Hulk and I'm like, this movie sucks. And I watch (laughs) Iron Man 2 and I'm like, this movie sucks. And I watch Thor and I'm like, ah, this movie kind of sucks. And I watch the Captain America, the first adventure. And I'm like a good movie again. Yes, let's go. (laughs) We're back, baby. And then then the Avenger starts and I'm like, oh, my God, I have been here for 12 to 17 (laughs) hours already. And at the end of four days, when when Thanos does the snap in in Infinity War, I'm like, yes, kill all of them. Here's the problem is Thanos does the snap at the end of Infinity War. There is still seven hours right. of MCU so that's what I'm saying. Watch. By the time you make me watch Spider-Man Far From Home after all of that, it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. The only reason <laughs> Black Widow is my salvation, right? I've been waiting for it for days because that means it's over. <laughs> I think I could do it because four days does give you some ample break time. And I think as the organizers of the event, like we would probably miss large swaths. Yeah, but I'm thinking about me, just somebody that's going to like my local Regal, right? Sitting in an uncomfortable chair with nothing to eat but popcorn, nothing to drink but Pepsi. (laughs) This switch to Pepsi was always Pepsi. uh, Since they went out of business, they switched to Pepsi. (laughs) I walked in there. I was like. I'll take a large soda. Pepsi's okay, I guess. What is that? I think that they had, it was like they had Coke, but also Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper. I know that like, I'm a cherry Coke at the theater guy. That's like a, it's like a pastime is that you get cherry Coke at the movies. You can't like, I, I bet cherry Pepsi's better, but you just like, it's not the same. Uh, seeing Black Widow in the theaters, I smuggled in a sugar-free Red Bull. Nice. I don't like the sugar-free ones. I like a full diesel Red Bull. I do too, but I'm on a diet. Ah, I'm also on a diet, but if I'm drinking an energy drink, I've already succumbed to the issue. I figured I I could choke it down. Today is a cheat day. (laughs) I I went for the sugar-free Red Bull and the regular candy. I got a medium popcorn and uh, a large Pepsi diesel. And and you got a movie theater large. Yeah, like a giant. Which means it's huge humongous and yeah. i drank the whole thing they do put a lot of ice in there okay I, when i put- when i uh <laughs> when i went to see in the heights i was like i'm gonna get myself a pepsi flavored icy no you gotta go for the soda man well i decided i wanted an icy and they handed me the largest drink i've ever held in my entire life <laughs> it was like unwieldy right like the was, this is looking at big gulp <laughs> in the rear view when you're holding it like thank you and it's the thinnest plastic you've ever touched <laughs> that's making this cup your hand is in the icy yeah god uh but now man we saw a marvel movie in the theaters i uh i would i was gonna go with you we were recording our episode on loki last week and afterwards i was like hey let's go see black widow and you were like no i'm driving to a different city to see it with Kate. i already had plans and i was like okay and then i went and saw it by myself and i was like you know what this is the superior movie watching experience yeah i i i had no choice man my hands were tied yeah your hands were tied i just i'm gonna invite myself on your date next time that's all that's probably probably would have been fine but we had already bought the tickets ah let me ask you this. Do you have the Regal Rewards app? Yeah. I'm a Regal Unlimited subscriber. Oh, are you? you yeah. You went whole hog. Well, I was. I had previously been on the hog. <laughs> and, then, and then they just restarted the hog. a month for a year? No, no, they didn't charge me. 
Okay. Especially while they were out of business. Right. I was like, what? No, 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 no. Once, once movie theater shut down, I, they were like, oh, 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 we're not. They charged me for, I think, March and April of last year. And then they were like, uh, mm, we're not going to do that. So then they gave me June for free of this year and then charged me for July. I don't know how many credits I have. Do you know how to check that in the Regal app? Yeah, it, it like points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it should just tell you as soon as you open it, my dude. Are you telling me this is my actual point number? Yeah. Yeah, that's like six movies. Yeah. You've probably never cashed it in. I cash them in every time because every time I go, they're like, oh, you have enough uh, things for free popcorn. You want free popcorn? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do free popcorn. I've got 35,250. I have 102,490. I mean, I see that. And I have, what's your card look like? What do you have on there? Regal Unlimited. Oh, mine says Avengers Endgame. Mine says Regal Unlimited. I can change it to Florence Pugh. I guess I'm I can change it. Yeah, it's, oh, it says, oops, no cards. Oh, no, I have 21,490. Okay. Oh. The 102,000 is lifetime credits. That mine makes is the same sense. number. Ah, so you've never spent them. Apparently not. I do now have, my, I do have credits that expired is, is the Florence other day. Pugh and Black Widow. Nice. They expired. They, they can't expire. No, they, they didn't expire. They expire next year. I was, yeah, I was about to say, Regal can't do that. I did miss the theatra. It was nice to go back to to sit in the awful chair. Oh, I was in a great chair because we went to Kirshensburg. Yeah, you were in one of the reclining boys. Oh, it was so good. It's it's. I'd forgotten, man. It's been so long. I know. I so I'm going out of town next week, and I might. I, I want to go back to the theater because I was like, this was so, I might yeah. go see Black Widow again. I just go see F9 or something. Oh, yeah, that's out too. <gasps> yeah. See A Quiet Place too. Oh, I want to see that too. That's on my screen right now. It says exclusively on Paramount Plus. No, it's in the theaters. Well, it says exclusively on Paramount well, Plus. I, I'm sure that somewhere it says that about Black Widow as well. <laughs> it's exclusively on Disney Plus. What did you think of Rachel Weiss as Melina? Um, she was there. Yeah. David Harbour was. David Harbour was so good. She was so just there. Good. I love David Harbour as the Red Guardian because, like, David Harbour, how did he end up being, like, I have to deal with Russia in everything I do? It's just the opposite of character he plays in Stranger Things, though, right? Like, there's none of this, like, harassed father figure guy, <laughs> right. right? Like, he's completely, I mean, he's laid back and absolutely not a father figure. The worst father the ever. The worst father ever. <laughs> but he's Red Guardian. He's Red Guardian. You know, I fought Captain America. This Which he's just lying about. 93, 94. Yeah, Captain America's, <laughs> it was the 80s, I think he said. But Was it? Yeah. But Captain America's in ice still. Yeah. Just lying. Unless uh, we're about to come up, up on something we don't know about with Captain well, America. we do know something about Captain America. I mean, he was, there could be something here because Cap did go back. That's true, but he went Peggy. back to a different timeline. No. Yes. They're the same timeline. No, he did. He shows up at the end. Yeah, he comes back. I don't think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure it does. That when he goes back to Peggy, like Peggy in this universe gets to live out her same life with her stupid husband. Maybe her stupid husband was was Cap all along. Maybe her stupid husband was Alexi. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. Maybe her, her stupid husband was Lightning McQueen. Was Mobius. <sighs> we do they... we do get a, a Loki finale tomorrow. Hold on. So here's the... It was Mobius, and the reason he works for the TVA is the TVA was like, we're just going to put Captain America in your spot, right? <laughs> Wild. That's, that's then, the Nexus event. Right. And then, like, like, rather than, like, fixing this, we're just going to swap places. Or like, right? or, like, tomorrow, 
on Loki, they're going to show us Red this, Guardian and Captain America fighting in the 80s, and then the TVA is going to show up. So there had and, to be like, a prune reason him. that this had to come out before the finale of Loki, right? Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, we'll find out, I guess, in three hours. Well, at 3 a.m. our time. I'm not staying up for that. That's Right, but it's not three hours. It's it's, it's right. like six and a half, five and a half. So the, the thing that they were trying to give us before we saw it on TV was they're trying to introduce uh, the girl from Seinfeld. Yeah, Valentina. Valentina. Before we saw her in Captain America, or in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right, that was the only thing that affected the shows. I guess so, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know what the shows are going to look like, right? Like, we, we've only seen... Well, up, but up to this yeah, point. Yeah, up to this I mean. point, yeah. Um, this was supposed to come out, yeah, like, over a year ago. Yeah. But also, like, showing Valentina in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, she introduced herself in that. I almost would believe that they filmed this post credit scene. Yeah, like, I, I absolutely think that that's entirely possible. Yeah, that they were like, we had a post credit scene, we're changing it, we'll put the one we had into something else. Well, it could have been exactly the same thing, but just with the addition of Valentina. Yeah. I do think there was a great subverted expectation of the post credit scene where Florence Pugh does the whistle and you think like... I was, I thought for sure that, yeah, Natasha was going to that whistle that back or the Katniss, Katniss Everdeen was going to show was up. going to whistle back, yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, she knows an archer too. They're going to yeah. hunt down Clint Barton. It's going to be... I, 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 I hope that Yelena shows up in Hawkeye the show. That would be very cool. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think... I think that's why. Oh, that's the other thing. This this had to come out before Hawkeye, right? Unless it didn't. Unless it didn't. Unless Elaine is not in it at all. It, Haw we don't. I don't know what Hawkeye's gonna be about. Hawkeye could take place like during the Ronin period. Yeah, I don't think it do I don't, the logo. I'm trying to think. Like the logos have been so telling for each show, especially Loki. The Hawkeye logo. All I know is that there was a comic run with a similar logo, which feels like probably a pretty big Easter egg as to what it's about. But I'm not gonna read the comics because that's like if Elena shows up in the same episode as as Kate Barton or whatever Kate Hudson Haley Steinfeld yeah are you just gonna like cry and die I at the same time I will cry and also while we're on the topic if we're throwing in archers who have Academy Award victories unlike Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh if Jennifer Lawrence shows up as Katniss Everdeen that's it is Jennifer Lawrence not in the MCU in any way she was She's Magneto or yeah Magneto. <laughs> She's Magneto. She's Mystique in in a universe that I don't think exists. Yeah, but yeah. She was Mystique, and I think that might have been enough for her to be like, "I'm never doing superheroes again." Screw yeah. you guys. Yeah, <laughs> the blue paint a lot, was wasted the worst. a lot of great people in those movies. <laughs> Fastbender out. McAvoy. Fastbender would totally come back. What, what did he have to do? Put on a helmet. He didn't have to sit in a makeup chair for six hours. Right, a day. but like, uh, what I'm saying is, you can't bring those people in as different characters, as like good characters. Sure, well, you could bring them back. If you could bring Fastbender back as Magneto. I'd be all about it. Yeah, and I'd be better than McAvoy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big McAvoy fan, but like, you, you're not yeah. a McAvoy fan at all. You hate James. McAvoy. I don't like James McAvoy. <laughs> I saw him in something recently that was he was he was charming. You in. liked him in. Chronicles of Narnia. Did I? As Mr. Tumnus? As Mr. Tumnus. What if he was Mr. Tumnus, but also he was Aslan and not Liam Neeson? <laughs> well, he's not. Liam Neeson is Aslan. Break um, of Black Widow program. Ugh. The Red Room. We have agents all over the world. I save women. I give them purpose. I give them life. I mean, if the accent was that good, he he would have been nailed it. It was the thing. But it's just literally like you couldn't keep Ray Winston from doing the like, oh, I listen to you, bruv. <laughs> uh, I liked O.T. Fagbenley. Is that how you say his name? I don't know who that is. He, he was the the supplier. The supplier 
the guy that he was Mason. He was the he was the black guy. Oh, that guy's a name, stuff. Mason. Mason was his name. Mason. Yeah, he was great. I I never caught a name, but yeah, everything he gives her is kind of half cocked until he steals a Quinjet. Yeah, somehow I thought that was supposed to be like a, I got you the Quinjet. I was like, oh, maybe this relates to something. I have no idea what. Maybe I'm supposed to get this reference that Nat has a Quinjet. Well, she said she's gonna go break people out of jail. Like I know that she's she's bringing people out of the uh the 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 raft. Is that where they're at? Yeah. No. Is that what it's called? Isn't the raft where they keep Carnage? I don't know. People keep saying Carnage is in Shang Chi. Did you see the preview? Uh, I saw half of it. Did you see Abomination? Not particularly. I saw half of it. I wasn't really paying attention. I just ah. it was like walking in while it was happening. Well, at the very end of the Shang Chi trailer, Abomination shows up. This is like a big deal. I don't know what Abomination people, is. I don't remember. You know, he's the bad guy from The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it's not ringing any bells. You don't remember the Incredible Hulk? At the end, he not chokes really. out Abomination with a giant chain. Tyler, I've seen a lot of MCU movies since we watched the Incredible Hulk in 2017. He was like the other Hulk. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe. I just look. It's not. I, I get what you're saying, but it's not like it, it, I, it, nothing comes to mind. I think well, about I think about Thunderbolt Ross with the tank. That's so. This is what it comes back to. Is that Why like was he in like, this movie? Because he's in all of them, Ethan. He is the secret seed that they keep putting in all of these movies. He is going to be such a big villain before you know it. He is going to be the next Loki level villain. I guarantee it because he is in everything, and it's in such a way that like if you don't, if you're not looking for it, you don't notice it. Well, yeah, we've we've heard about a, a rumored Betty Ross comeback. No way. Yeah, they've been tossing that around for a while now. But Liv Tyler's just gonna Liv be Tyler's like, going to show up. I think Liv Tyler would be great. I do think. Yeah, uh, same. I have no little, idea where they're going to go with Hulk. A little, little taller than Mark Ruffalo. I'll tell you that much. Uh, maybe she'll be in Thor Love and Thunder. Maybe. That would be sweet. I don't know. Is Mark Ruffalo back? Is he like... Yeah, oh, they're doing a She-Hulk TV show. I forgot about this. They are. Yeah. Who plays She-Hulk? Who is She-Hulk? Uh, like in, in universe. Like who? who what character is that? Uh, Jennifer Walters. Hmm. She-Hulk. It's not She-Hulk. It's Hulkling. This is, this is some fun trivia. Hulkling dates Wiccan and Wiccan is they're openly gay couple in the Marvel comic universe Wiccan is Scarlet Witch's son who is in uh WandaVision but is it real but might not be real yeah is definitely not real yeah Jennifer Walters but who is playing her I don't know Tatiana Maslany ah Katniss Everdeen herself what she is the narrator of the new Hunger Games audiobooks no way yeah she says warm instead of warm warm and and Prim Katniss Everdeen uses the word warm a lot Prim wanted warm water warm bread warm bread. warm bread <laughs> He threw the warm bread it, out. Like, it the, doesn't sound like it would throw you way. off that bad until you realize how often Katniss Everdeen says that word. Do you, uh, I think this Tatiana Maslany girl is going to do great in She-Hulk. I, I take back Probably. Said, she was great in Orphan Black. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a very cool show. But yeah, we we have not talked enough about Yelena Belova. The pockets. She can. She's the only person in the world that's been able to sell me cargo anything. Cargo vest. That's because if Florence Pugh came up to you and was like, Ethan, I bought you these cargo shorts. I think you'll look great in them. And then you put them on and Florence Pugh was like, you look great in cargo shorts. You'd be like, you're darn right I do. I've never taken these bad boys off, ever. I think if any famous actors came up to me and told me I looked great in cargo shorts, I would probably invest in some. I, I would agree. I, yeah, I would be like, okay, yeah. cool. Really, you know more really than I do. basically any famous person. Really, any any person who's paid to be attractive, right? Right. I'd be like, like yeah, you, you know more about this than I do. Yeah. Now, if Zach Braff came up to me and was like, Hey, you look great in cargo shorts. I'd be like, Eagle. I'd be like, Zach Braff. 
I understand that you're dating Florence Pugh, but like, I don't believe you. I think you might be wrong, bro. I think you might be wrong. Now, Donald Faison, I would believe. He would tell you, though. He'd be, I bet Donald Faison would be like, yeah, man, you should wear cargo shorts because then you can put your drugs in the pocket. They're not drugs anymore, though. They're legal substances here in the state of Virginia. What? Donald Faison smokes a lot of weed. Does he? That's like a thing. I do not know this fact about Donald Faison. I know I very few to, facts about Donald Faison. I listened to all of one episode of uh, of uh, Fake Doctors, their podcast. Yeah. And it was like their 100th episode or something. And they were just like recapping the theme of their show. And it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Donald Faison was high during all of Scrubs. All of Scrubs. He's high right now also. He's been high every time we record this podcast. Which to me is like, that's not real. They're obviously lying about that. But I'm sure it is real. I just have no experience with drugs. Fair. Yeah, I did not know that about Donald Faison. I've listened to zero of that podcast. It's all right. It's it honestly for for somebody who hosted a sh- or was on a TV show called Alex Inc. I would have expected Zach Braff to have a better home podcasting setup. Well, I mean, that show was pretty horrible to podcasters. It like destroyed his marriage. Yeah, it was also pretty horrible to like the, the yeah to, to what we do yeah. as a whole. Yeah. It's like, hey, podcasting is stupid. You couldn't even make a TV show about it. Zach Braff has really tried a lot of things since he left Scrubs. I think it's tough, man. You do Scrubs. Next week on Bacon and Eggs, we're talking Garden State with comedian Mary Clay Watt. Are we? No. I think she's moving next week and would probably kill us. We have to record a podcast. We will be on That's What I'm Talking About. I have no idea when, but we're recording it this Thursday. And then we're recording again some other time. Some other time. So there will be two episodes where- And then we're going to have her on to talk about the Hobbit movies eventually. At some point. I think some point this month or next month. We're going to watch all three Hobbit movies. I've seen maybe the first two. I've seen the first. I've confidently seen the first two. I know that when I saw them, I was like, man, it's a great, fun theater experience. I know that the first hour of the first one slaps. And after that, I'm like, why did they make three of these? Why are they all three hours long? Why is there so much CGI? Why is Orlando Bloom here? You ever read? The Hobbit, the book? No. It is I mean, probably a long time ago. Short. It yeah. is very short. I walked into a uh Barnes and Noble like six like four or five months ago to buy a copy of The Hobbit and read it in print, and it, it just like they didn't have it. Ah, or the one they did that. have was ugly or something. Dude, this is the biggest problem with the Hobbit is like, yeah, obviously Martin Freeman was the perfect choice for Bilbo, but how on earth could I read a book with his face on the cover? I have like a Bible version of the the, the three of them, the 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 trilogy. It's very cool. I have like pocket Bible versions of each of them. No, it's like it's like a regular like Bible sized Bible type ah. with like thin pages and like a soft moleskin type cover. I've I've thin pages like really the really thin Bible type pages, yeah. but it's on a paperback set of the Mistborn trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. Nice. Yeah. This copy of the Lord of the Rings trilogy sits on my bookshelf uh, along with V.E. Schwab's The Mysterious Life of Addie LaRue. And the oh. annotated American gods. My only V.E. Schwab book sits alone on this bookshelf. Uh, the Kindle recommends me that book every single day. Fun Dark fact. Shade of Magic by yeah. V.E. Schwab. Yeah. Uh, it is. So I recently logged out of my normal Audible account, which is connected to my active Amazon account. Yeah. And I logged into the Super Carlin Gaming account, which I used for like four years. And it's got a lot of books in it. It was why I listened to Ready Player One and Ender's Game, because they're both in there. Uh, and among those books is A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. And so I'm thinking about giving it another go, because it's only like 11 hours. It's so far away. You would think this was so much closer. Yeah, I think it was right behind there. you. Yeah. Yeah. Look at. Oh my goodness. What? Can it's, I have a book? I can. I do have a book I can reach. It is uh, Tweet oh. Cute by Emma Lord. Oh, you got Tweet Cute. Guess what I got? Chaser. Um, 
I was buying the third of the Truly Devious series by Marlene er, Marlene Johnson, and this was sitting next to it, and they were both buy one, get one 50% off. So I just grabbed both of them. This is Chaser by Charity Pharrell. We've talked about this book on the podcast before. I don't want to alarm you. This, this, what I'm guessing is a young adult romance about people in New York that meet from tweeting is 378 pages long. Yeah, but everybody I know that's read it is like, this book is adorable. This book slaps. I follow Emma Lord on Instagram and she looks like she has a lot of fun living life. Yeah? Yeah, but I've never read anything by her. So I'm going to read this book oh. at some point. You know what else I've got within arm's reach? I've got this copy of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Very cool sort of antique copy from the 50s. We've talked about that on the podcast. Not a lot going on around here. Let's see what's through this door. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, a bunch of children's books, like block books. But then this one, highly recommend to all the parents listening. This is Busy Toddler's Guide to Actual Parenting. Uh, this is a good one. This, it talks a lot about the taby stage, which is when they can like walk but not talk, which is where Olivia's been for the past like year. Uh, very, very informative book. And it's got over 60, I think, activities in it. All from uh, Susie Allison, the Busy Toddler Instagram account. I've got a folklore cassette tape. Oh, I got you that for uh, for your birthday. You did give me that for my birthday. Um, I listen to my folklore cassette tape because I bought two of them. I listen to it all the time. I listen to it uh, not infrequently, but also not frequently. <coughs> it's the only tape I have in my little tape player downstairs. I'm, I, I could have a lot of tapes. I don't know where they are, though. My father, John, had a lot of tapes. And uh, they're just gone now. Oh, there's a 0% chance that my mother got rid of all her tapes. But I have not seen them in 15 years. So I don't know where they are in the house, but I could find hundreds of tapes. I had nowhere a working tape deck is, like a proper one that connects to a stereo system. No, I want the crappy ones. But I don't know where my tapes are, any of them. Here's, I have a lot of possessions here by the desk. One of my most prized is uh, this deck of Harry Potter playing cards. Okay. Uh, I really like the Jokers. This one says, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. And this one says, Mischief Managed. Great Jokers. And there's the backs. Oh, they you look like the uh, the page clips you got me. Yeah. Do you use those? Are you a page clip guy? I now? do. I do use them. I've got three yeah. in use right now, I think. Well, technically two and are then, sitting on the table because I finished the books they were attached to. But anybody who knows me well knows that I absolutely hate the Hogwarts houses. But I do think this is a cool way to do the suits. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's an, if you've got four of something, it's an obvious go for playing cards, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so I found this deck at a TJ Maxx and uh, I bought it. Mm. Bookless Magazine says a precursor to the way teen love stories will be told for years to come about Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. Teen love stories. You know what I've noticed the more I read is that I'm not a teenager. I would rather read a teenage love story than an adult Whoa, love story. I don't want to know about the adult love stories. That's nasty. <laughs> like, Yo, I've gross. read a lot of YA recently and because there's always something to be said for YA. I do think that just like the way they write those books uh, and the way they have written those books for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years-ish, um, will produce a lot of what we consider to be timeless classics down the line. Like, yeah. I very much like the writing style of a lot of these YA authors more necessarily than the subject matter. There's So, like, we read Prelude for Lost Souls. Yeah. The writing style there was fantastic. Right. I think that, like, YA authors are given such breadth and, and um, such leeway with a compelling first person narrative that like a lot of um, other authors necessarily aren't in the just like 
fiction landscape, like not like fantasy or like maybe mystery to some extent, but like the, like the stuff you would just find in the fiction section, like the you know what I mean? Yeah. Of your Barnes and Noble, right? The, the like I, I hesitate to say adult fiction because it's obviously not explicit adult fiction, although you can find some of that stuff in there. Um, Not the romance section, though, like just just the like the fiction for grownups for for fiction without the word quivering for written for people written about people over the age of 30. Yes. Usually. Um, cause now we've got new adult and whatever. And there's like this, this burgeoning half genre, um, where like millennials are like, I don't want to read about James Patterson. I don't want to read about Alice Cross. I also don't want to read about a 12 year old. Right. I, yeah. Um, so I got to find something. Yeah. I think a lot new of these novel coming out lockdown on London lane by Beth Regals pre-order now Lincoln bio. Yeah, I've I've read a bunch of YA recently, and I and I do really enjoy the way a lot of them are written, and find compelling characters and deep deeply relatable characters. Not from the sense of like oh, I remember what it's like to be sixteen, but like I don't know. I think the way that that YA characters care about things is a, a deeply universal way of caring. It's so interesting because I don't care about anything, you know? Yeah, you do. It's true. I care about a few things. I care about this deck of Harry Potter cards. Uh, I care about my children. It's a weird priority order you're going with there. <laughs> <laughs> I do care about my children. I care about them a lot. Can I Can I just play you? Listen, listener, you have to deal with it. Ethan, you have to deal with it. Okay. Can I, can I play you a little sound clip? Sure. You're going to love this. Let me, let me turn the volume up real quick. Yo. She go, hello, Nana. That's so cute. Is that Olivia? Yeah, you know, that's a fin. Yeah, it's Olivia. <laughs> I guess I, I forgot that it was your kids, and I thought it might have been one of the. No, I wouldn't share a sound clip with somebody else's kids. As much know. as I love my nieces, this is. this. She's so cute. What a little stinker. She is a little stinker. Ugh. I could I could just look at pictures of my children or just my children themselves. I was gonna say you got the All real day. thing right there. I they're they're here. You don't have to look at the at the the prints. Like you can just you can go see the original <laughs> in the museum that is your house. So something they say like don't ever wake your children because like then they'll wake up and cry and stuff. And that's true, man. You run a major risk if you go in there while they're asleep sure. and, and pull them out. But uh, she's just so snuggly when she's asleep. Sometimes yeah. you go you go wake her up and pick her up, but then she'll just snuggle on you. Well, I don't think most people are like, never wake your children well, And I try not to don't, wake her. Don't I just pay go. attention to them. They might cry if you do. <laughs> they're like, oh man, once you get them sleeping though, like, oh boy. Oh boy. Let them sleep. Just let them sleep. She sleeps so much. I will say this about parenting is that like people are like, oh my God, it's a 24 seven job. Are you kidding me? Olivia sleeps like 15 hours a day. And yet it's somehow like a- you find a way to have it be a problem. You find a way <laughs> to still be tired all the time and still be like, man, these kids are exhausting. Okay. Olivia sleeps 15 hours a day. Finn doesn't sleep. Right. But you made that choice. <laughs> he will sleep. You were like, He'll you know what? There. You know what? Just around the time that the kid that sleeps 15 hours a day is going to sleep 15 hours a day. Let's get a new one. Let's get a really one just mix it up. Sleep. I mean, I have no regrets in this slightest. No, I, I'm not saying you do or should. It is funny to watch you grow as a parent because like going into it, you were like, I'm not going to talk about my kids the way other parents talk about their kids. And because I, I think you you approached so uh, so much of it with this this like implied negativity and now you say things that like parents say 
but like in a different way than I think you thought parents said it before. I don't know, man. I, uh, and like, I get, day, I get what you're saying with some of it. And I, I, I don't think you're ever going to be the kid or the parent that talks about their kids negatively, right? Like the, you're not going to be the like, oh man, God, can't wait to get away from my kids for a weekend. You know, God, I, oh, just I hate my hate. children. I hate leaving my children. Right. It's my least favorite thing. But like, I do think that you've learned, like, maybe there is some truth to some of these old adages, right? Where like, maybe you should just let them sleep sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I still think, yeah, I, I still get super uncomfortable. And like, I do learn there have been a lot of moments where I've been like, I'll never be that parent. And then I end up like finding myself just like following a workflow and ending up being like, ah, oh, man, I'm that, that parent. parent. I'm that parent right now. I think there's some things like, oh, I'll never let my kids scream at, at the Pizza Hut. I guess we don't go to Pizza Hut anymore, but at the, at the pizza place. Uh, they, they just will, right? You're not going to avoid this. Kids scream. They just get excited and they make noise, especially my daughter. She just makes a lot of noise. <laughs> and but like what I don't want to be is the parent that like, I've definitely been the frustrated parent, but I don't want to be like the scolding. It's more important for me to save face than it is for me to like not scream at you. I don't know. There's this weird thing parents do where your kids like gets loud in a restaurant and they're like, stop, be quiet, be quiet. And I just, I don't want to be that parent. Like if it's going to come to like, we need to hash this out, then let's go outside or something and chat about it. Well, yeah, the, the, the problem is when you hash it out at the table, I would rather, this is true. I would rather a parent not raise their voice, but I'd rather a parent like do whatever it is they normally do to get their kid to stop crying. than this, like, I don't want other people to see me parenting. So I'm going to yell or like whisper yell instead. I guess other parents maybe just yell at their kids when they're crying. And that's why they have a hard time with it at the restaurant because that's like how they would normally handle it. But for me, it's like, I would rather just like, if you're yelling because you want your pacifier and you're two and you're not supposed to have it anymore i'm just gonna give it to you because we're at the restaurant and this is gonna make you stop crying yeah I'll tell you this much you're starting to see a lot of uh a lot of uh kids who have grown up mostly in the pandemic and never seen another person before never seen other kids before. going either. to restaurants yes they get, they get a little overwhelmed yeah um it's it's you know kids aren't dogs but you do have to socialize them yes it's a big thing. We're very fortunate to be able to continue to go to daycare because it's a very small daycare through the pandemic. But flip side of that, it's a very small daycare. So she's socializing, but with two or three other people. Sure. But that's better than only knowing your parents. Right. <laughs> and then being like, you know what, kids? Today we're going to go to... Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, Wings. Buffalo Wild There's going to be screens everywhere and there's going to be people in weird outfits. Yeah. And adults. We're gonna take drinking. you to Big Lick Brewing Company when it's 97 degrees outside. Yeah, it's gonna be great. But uh, you gotta socialize them sometime. So no better time than then. No, there are better times. Well, <laughs> I think it probably bothers you more than it would bother me. Well, you know, I'm a paying customer. <laughs> the baby could be a paying customer. Olivia's got more cash than I do right now. The girl's loaded. That's not true. Like cash dollars. Why does she have cash? Well, she just has a piggy bank. Okay. Then we just put coins and cash in it. I don't want to carry on cash. So if I got cash, I just put it in her piggy <laughs> well, you bank. You made it sound like she's got like a like a wallet and like a side hustle. <laughs> like, no, nah, she's bringing in bills, man. Like <laughs> she hustles pool. What it? <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a real card shark, that Olivia. <laughs> you see the way she could put him in that box? <laughs> Oh man! No, she's in the she's in the Minecraft World Championship. Yeah, I'm sure the World Championship of Minecraft. Uh, Yelena 
is the best character in the MCU. In in the whole MCU. Maybe not the most developed. Like we got Tony Stark for like 10 movies. <laughs> yeah. We've had Scarlett Johansson for like 10 movies. And I would say I like Yelena's character better than. Uh, well, I mean, they Natasha did more Rose. development work in this movie for Black Widow than they have previously. Then, than they ever have, except yeah. for like the other spy movie with Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, maybe like event uh, Iron Man 2. She's just like introduced in Iron Man 2. She's there for as, it. As Natalie Rushman. Yeah. That was a that was a SCB question the other day. Was what was Natasha Romanoff's alias in Iron Man Two? Yeah, but I'm the quiz master, so I knew all along. The first, the the one time I've done been the the uh, the quiz host on Jay versus Ben. The first, it was like an ultimate quiz, all quiz master question Harry Potter quiz, right? Ooh, and like fun. Mo- most yeah. of them were were not all that hard. But the first question was like, what is the alternate universe name of Ron and Padma Patel's child? <laughs> What exactly is that a cursed child question? I have no idea. Possibly. Oh, I don't know. I get. Oh my gosh. N- neither did they. But it was like I was. I did not look over the questions ahead of time, and I was sitting there on my phone. Like, is th- are they all gonna be like this? Can't be. Can't possibly be. The name is Panju Weasley. Yeah, and uh, it is Canton. No way. Yeah. That was what Jordan picked to be question number one. So he was unborn when the timeline was changed yet again. Listen, people be ragging on this cursed child thing. It sounds rad. Maybe we should read. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Also, it like it's like seven hours long and it takes two days to see it on Broadway. Does it really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. You can go like Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, Saturday or like a double feature on Sunday. I'm just going to read it. I have the, the screenplay. I saw well, it's not a screenplay. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a screenplay. It's a play. It's a script. It's a, a play play. Stage a play, play play. Yeah. Appears in the alternate reality. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty proud of myself for knowing that this happened. Ponju Weasley. Yeah. Ponju Weasley. Your brothers did not know the name. I did not either. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Kate Bishop. That's her name. Kate Bishop is Haley Steinfeld. In the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I know. I asked what the name was earlier and you didn't tell me. You just said who Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> That's all I can. I mean, that's what I'm going to be. I said Kate Hudson. That's not it. In the show. Yeah, Kate Hudson. I'll be like, yeah. And then Clinton and Haley are on their way to to Wakanda. Kate Bishop. You think Clint goes to Wakanda? I don't think so. Maybe that's the story is he's trying to get goblin arrows, but instead of goblin arrows, they're they're vibranium arrows. I have no idea what I think the story of Hawkeye is going to be. Not any way to guess. I'm guessing it's going to involve Yelena Belova in some way, unless it doesn't. And the future Valentina Cosmatis or whatever her name is. Oh, movie or TV show is about that. I have no idea. I want to know, is Yelena going to hook up? Not hook up, but like, and maybe hook up. Yelena and John Walker, what's happening there? What are our predictions? Is that going to be a romance? I doubt that she wants anything to do with US agent. Like Yelena Kerr. Yelena is way too cool to hang out with John Walker. Like, I don't know, man. She's going to be like, I, oh, well, I guess John Walker is married. He also sucks. She's going to be like, yeah. oh, you suck. Oh, you suck. Yeah. I can Look tell you, from for a second to meet. Yeah. You suck. You're super so I know super soldier. You suck. My dad is where super is soldier. It? It's not impressive. Where is where is your vest? And then Alexi will just show up and be like, ah, Captain America. <laughs> and then John Walker's going to be like, we meet That's again. Right. I'm Captain America. John Walker. What a freaking name. Isn't that the name of a bourbon? That's Johnny Walker. And it's scotch. Okay. What? All the better is that John Walker is this like American beverage, but it's not even American. It's scotch. 
It's Johnny Walker. Right. I understand. Jack Walker. No. No. So, so it's $100 to come to watch the MCU with bacon and eggs. It is $250 to come to watch the MCU and all the shows with bacon and eggs. <laughs> oh, God. Where would we even do this? A movie theater, I'd imagine. I don't know that you would. I think what you do is... You have to have a pretty freaking nice movie theater. I don't think you do a movie theater at all. I think what you do is you rent out like a ballroom, not like a ballroom, but like a conference room at a hotel. And then you just tell people like, there'll be like hotel chairs, but, and we'll have some like plushy stuff, bring like a sleeping bag and a pillow and, and we'll put it up on the, on the screen and we'll just be there all week. But if you need to go to like sleep in your room or whatever, like... No, you just camp in the ballroom. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, we want you to camp in the ballroom, but it's like, if you do need to go sleep in your room away from others, or if you need to have some you know john walker elena yelena what is it beauregard belova time, belova time yelena beauregard yelena Bo- <laughs> beauregard uh yeah then you know then that's what you do don't do it here you nasty ethan and i'll be in here the whole time we got a popcorn machine we got a uh we got hot dogs in an air fryer we got uh it's very loud i don't know if you ever used an air fryer they beep like crazy <laughs> It'd be extremely loud. And it'd be constantly since we're cooking hot dogs (laughs) for for hundreds of people. You you get to cook six at a time (laughs) and it takes four minutes. Table 46, come get your hot dogs. (laughs) Tables? I didn't consider tables. Group boarding class 46, come get your Looking for uh, phase one. Come get your hot dogs. You, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against this idea, Ethan. Uh, yeah, the, the the food is where you're going to lose it though, because that requires all kinds of like FDA regulations. Yeah. No. I think I would be like, you have to DoorDash your food. You can get it in the hotel lobby. Yeah. <laughs> hotel. Covers, hotel is a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. The hundred dollars covers you hanging out with me for the next four days. How many? It would be like forty eight hours of movie, right? Roughly. I have no idea. More than that, because they're all at least two hours. Hey Siri, how many hours? You're not listening. Yeah, you are. Never mind. Hey Siri, how many hours is the whole MCU? How long would it take to watch all the Marvel movies? This is pre Black Widow. Yeah, it came out March 25th, 2021. There are a few of them that are under two hours long, but a, a bunch of them that are way over. This doesn't give me. This is a breakdown. That's not helpful. No, I need. I need the. I need the totals. The bottom. Uh, 50 hours plus 50 hours approximately. So 3, 52, 52 and some change hours. So if you did, what was your 52? divided by four that'd be 13 hours a day for four days well and i don't i don't think you could break it up like that either because like you get you can't stop in the middle of a movie to be like okay so if we did 24 divided by you'd be watching six of them a day that's so many movies you would get through thor on day one uh, oh, that's in no. Sorry, that is in chronological. Yeah, you get through Avengers. You second. get through. You get through a phase a day for the first two phases. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know, man. This sounds like a the move. I don't think it does. I think Camp Bacon and Eggs is a way better idea. I would do. I would do this at Camp Bacon and Eggs. No, but the, you're you're missing the part where Camp Bacon and Eggs is a podcast convention. Correct. Well, yes. Camp Bacon and Eggs is a podcast convention, but also we we're playing the whole of the MCU in Cabin B. <laughs> the whole time i think you have to like license these movies to show them to people is part of the problem i think we just don't tell disney i think would they find out do you think they would i think they would find out if we sold tickets yeah i think they would find out we we're not selling tickets to watch the mcu we're selling tickets to come to camp bacon and eggs and get a camp bacon and eggs (laughs) t-shirt it's like you're trying to buy weed in dc (laughs) (laughs) you bought this t-shirt but it comes with a bunch of weed uh, how much does it cost to rent a movie theater room? That's a big one. 
No, this is not a logistics hour. This is a podcast. We're making a podcast here. At a conservative $75 an hour, it would cost us $4,000. Okay. Well, this is not logistics hour. This is podcast making hour. Okay. We got uh, about 30 minutes left to, to maybe a little bit less to talk all about I'm Black Widow. Is, all I'm saying is if we sold 39 tickets at $100 a pop, we would at least cover the cost of the space. Are you happy now? No, this happy. is a, a cockamamie idea. I hope you're happy now. Horse hockey. People, uh, I, I agree. I think instead of watching the MCU, we should just watch Battle City. I think we should just not watch something in front of people. We should do a podcast convention. Cover to cover. Battle City. You end with the Merrick duel, you know. Just watch Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. It's so good. It's better anyway. <laughs> the regular show's abridged. Like, none of it's real. The, the regular dub. Ugh. When Bandit Keith is like, in America. In America. And there's a, it's in GX, but there's a guy that's like, oh, all of my monsters are hot sauce related. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's very clearly alcohol. (laughs) Use Dizzy Punch. He's dizzy from all that hot sauce he's been Dizzy Punch is a Pokemon move. I know it is. And not a very good one. It's a fighting type attack that confuses the enemy. It's a great move. Eh. Confusion is, is elite. I'm sure it is. That's why I don't like talking to you about Pokemon. <laughs> I don't think I would put any, I don't think I'm dizzy punch on my team. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Mr. Know-it-all Pokemon guy over here. You got a crabby on your freaking desk right now. Yeah. I don't have any. This is my pen crab. He holds pens. He holds pens? Yeah, he holds pens. Oh my God. I want to talk to you about crab. So crab last week I was, at, I was at the beach, if you recall. That was last week, right? Yeah. I don't know. You took the crab away. Okay. Have you ever been to one of those like all you can eat seafood buffets? Yeah. I've where, been at the giant crab in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So let me tell you, if you've never been, folks, there are these places where they offer all you can eat seafood. And there's a they, they try to get you because they put carb heavy items on the buffet. And you're an idiot, but is like, you know what? I'll get some mac and cheese because I love mac and cheese. I don't want to eat just shrimp and crab legs. Wrong. You want to eat just shrimp and crab legs. If you load yourself down with macaroni and cheese, let me tell you something right now. It's like $40 a head to eat at this seafood buffet, and there are people in your party who don't even like seafood. Let them get the mac and cheese. I don't know if you know this. If you go to Food Lion, you can get five boxes of Food Lion brand mac and cheese for less than $2. You know what you can't get for $2? Crab legs. (laughs) Crab legs. They've just got unlimited crab legs. Red Lobster did unlimited crab legs a couple years ago and almost went out of business. I believe it. Like when Applebee's tried to offer free drinks to military service members (laughs) on on Veterans Day and almost went out of business in one day. Yeah, we should have put them out of business. The key, I understand it. You're here at the seafood place. You want hush puppies. Again, wrong. I don't know, man. Hush puppies are elite. They are so good. But that's your dessert. You got to be thinking about the carbs as dessert. I don't go to these places about, is the thing. You got to be thinking about the, you go once of every few years because it's $40 a head and you're always at the beach with a ton of people. I so haven't been know. to one of these since 2014. Okay. I was at one last week, twice. I went to the same one two times. It's called Captain George's and Kill Devil Hills. If you're ever there, make sure you snap a picture and send it to me with your crab legs. Uh, but the key is the crab legs and the peel and eat shrimp. Okay, that's where everything. If you like crawdads, if you then you're disgusting. Uh, or what's the 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 shrimp that are like that look like they're alive still? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's gross. Peel and eat shrimp. I ate so much crab and peel and eat shrimp. I was I was on hot sauce by the time I left. Okay, I was drunk with power. <laughs> With crab related. Powers. I remember when we when I went to the beach with your family that one year, 
your mom would make like several pounds of peel and eat shrimp every day. Yeah. And she, in addition to dinner, we would have like swordfish and a a pound each of peel and eat shrimp. (laughs) Exactly. And, and sometimes people do cocktail sauce wrong. Okay. The key is the butter sauce that keeps cocktail sauce is delicious. Cocktail sauce is delicious, but butter sauce keeps your body lubricated so you can continue to eat more crab legs. They just give them to you. You you can make crab cakes. If you want a hush puppy, here you go. You can make crab cakes out of king crab legs. You can just- What, like fashioning crab legs together at the table? At the table. How are you going to fry them? You don't have to. They're already cooked. And then you take some hush puppy and you mix it in there and now you got a crab cake. You can can use your hands because you gross That just sounds like a crab and hush puppy lump. That's all a crab cake. Is. What crab do you think a crab cake is? A crab cake is like cooked. So is everything here. But it's like it's like cooked in like a shape. You can put it in a shape. All I'm saying is, if you if by the time you leave this place, you haven't defeated them, and I listen, I understand it's impossible <laughs> to defeat them. Defeated them. <laughs> it's impossible. Like they they stay open because there's no possible way that you could eat forty dollars worth of whatever they're shilling. Yeah. But the goal. Because their crabs are, they're not real crabs, right? They can't possibly this be is This crabs. is the opposite, though, of the seafood buffet, because I have beaten the, the, the CCs before. I've like, beaten CCs like, so bad. I have eaten $11 worth of pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've beaten CCs. I've beaten Red Palace. I will down oh, I can't, crab I can't rangoons. beat Red Palace, dude. I will down crab rangoons until I am crab in the face. They've got more types of chicken than I can eat. You, dude, this is the grand deception of the buffet. This is how they get you, is they give you options. It's not about options. When you go to a restaurant, do you order a bur- like four burgers? No, you order one burger. <laughs> go to the buffet, get your crab cakes. <laughs> I'm sorry, your crab cakes. Don't get crab cakes because that's carbs. Get your crab legs, get your peel and eat shrimp, get your butter sauce, your cocktail sauce. You mix it up a little bit, but you don't need that much variety. <laughs> one time... We went to, Caitlin and I went to Fork in the Alley, right? Did you order four burgers? No, 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 no. But they, they, they sell hot dogs, like gourmet hot dogs at Fork in the Alley, mm-hmm. right? Where they're like grilled up and you can get like several different kinds of hot dog. One of which is like 50% pulled pork, 50% hot dog. Uh-huh. And I did that and I got two of them, right? And I was like, okay, let me get, uh, let me get relish on that and, 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 and other things. But they, they put like a normal amount of the rest of my condiments on top of my hot dogs. And then they put... An entire jar of relish <laughs> to the point where I'm like sitting there trying to eat this hot dog and there's just like a pool of relish on the plate and it's like falling all over the place. Pickles and I'm everywhere. like, this is so much pickle relish. This is how they get you with the hot dog buffet. But that just made me think of like more than one thing I've ordered at a restaurant. I want you, you told, you told me earlier you were having, uh, you were going on a diet, which is why you got a sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. That tracks. I, I'm also on a diet. Today for lunch, I had an apple. Uh, but in addition to that apple, I did eat four hot dogs. <laughs> it's really good for you, I'm sure. <laughs> they were Nathan's, man. Nathan's are delicious. So people keep saying Nathan's, 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 saying by bun length, no. I, I like my hot dog to look like a hot dog. I don't, I don't like these long dogs. Long dogs, because that's really close to long dong. Okay, and so are you buying bun length? Or are you buying the Nathan's foot longs? I'm buying regular length, whatever regular length is. The bun length is longer than regular length. Okay, but you get foot longs from Nathan's. The long no, boys. No, I'm getting the short boys. Okay, well that's what you get boys. from Nathan's. Well, 
I'm a ballpark guy, right? So you should really me, try the Hebrew National. Okay, that's what I'll do next. You know how inexpensive it is to get into the hot dog game and try them all. You could have yeah. so few crab legs for the amount it costs you to get. I every remember brand when of we were hot dog. When we were doing Maymester, I remember I ate for multiple meals. I ate uh, hot dogs on white bread. Yeah, we were so broke. Oscar Mayer hot dogs on the we, eighty-nine I, cent white bread. If I recall correctly, we had like between us like $15 to last us three weeks. Yeah, basically. And we bought hair gel. I know we bought hair gel and we shared it. We shared hair gel and then my mom, God bless her, bought us tickets to see Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Because I remember coming out of there and like I was like, we're going to see Jimmy Buffett tonight. And you're like, I don't have money. I'm like, this is we're going to see Jimmy Buffett tonight. <laughs> she like deposited money in my account for us to buy tequila and margarita mix. Yeah. And gas. And gas. Yeah. What an incredible woman. Yeah. She really was one of the best. <laughs> she really was a good one, man. Like she understood the value of a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah, we were. What'd you say? We were we we had you had just turned twenty one like two months prior. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you believe that was seven years ago? Good God. It's terrifying that 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 like college lasted forever, right? Like when we were that was ten years at least. When we were in it, yeah, we were there for decades. And I have been out for fourteen days. Yeah, I just graduated. I like when I saw Just Friends, is that the Ryan Reynolds one? Huh? There's a movie where Ryan Reynolds is like a fat kid. Yes, and then he goes back to his. Is yeah, that just friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talk about like the glory days guys who are like at their home bar talking about like the high school football team. I'm not talking about the high school football team, but I do think about college all of the time. Like I basically my thought process is who's driving and what would Tyler in college think of this? That guy was an idiot. Who's driving is in is Joy driving because that's a joke from earlier in the show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Black Widow. We uh, it was a great movie. Loved it. You should go see it if you haven't seen it yet. And if you feel comfortable going to the movie theater to see a movie. Um, Tyler, tell me about Black Widow while I tally up scores. So Black Widow is the story of uh, two young girls who were sort of like unfairly taken from wherever they were or they were perhaps given up, but they weren't put into like a positive situation. It's very Harry Potter, very hero's journey. Wise uncle uh, Alexi uh, sort of gives them a place in the world, except he's not a wise uncle uh, in the slightest. But it's about these two girls who are very young and they uh, get pulled from their home lives or they get pulled from whatever the situation is and they're put into this sort of like uber spy program in Russia called the Red Room. And basically uh, they become like the top assassins on the planet Earth, right? But then they like when when the younger girl goes through the program, they're not just conditioning them. They're using like special toxins and special gases to like actually control them. So it's not even just like, you know, they're, they're killers because they're trained to be. It's like they're killers because they're not only the most athletic women in the world, but they're also like like they could just make them stop breathing if they wanted to, you know, like they just got complete control over these people. So basically what happens is somebody develops this nerve agent that when they blast it in your face, uh, you like you lose they lose that control over you. And so Florence Pugh's character, Yelena, who's by the way, absolutely hilarious throughout the whole film because it's kind of this fish out of water, this spy girl kind of coming to terms with like being human, but her only memories are from when she was like three to five years old. So she's like very sort of like young and naive, but she's also like battle-hardened criminals. It makes for a very interesting character uh who is just like gaining autonomy for the first time and she is making friends with 
Scarlett Johansson's character, Natasha Romanoff, who at this point has been like an Avenger for like eight years. And even still, there's this awareness that she's not one of like the Avenger Avengers. And that's kind of like a little bit of a tension there as well, where like, she's not one of the Avenger Avengers, but she is the one that's not in jail. So like, that's kind of got its own thing going for it, you know, where like Tony is kind of not in the picture right now because of the Sokovia Accords and, and all that jazz. Uh, so we get those, all this development, we get these great sort of in-between moments. I also want to stress to you that in this movie, there is a lot of fighting. Uh, there's a character we're introduced to called the Taskmaster, which I'm sure for fans uh, who are like really into choreography really means something like watching sort of how the Taskmaster fights Natasha. I'll say this as somebody who doesn't know a lot about stunt work, but does appreciate when good choreography that I think a stunt person would think is good also translates into what I think like the layman viewer myself is just like, wow, this is not just sort of the regular fight scene that we normally get. There's a lot of thought behind this. I just don't know what that thought is. You definitely get that vibe while watching this because it is- Okay, I got a score. Very clearly, very well thought out. We're like not even one act through. <laughs> uh, I had to tune you out so hard. <laughs> you, did you breathe that whole time? <laughs> I don't know that I did. I thought uh, about just on. not stopping you and seeing how long that would go on for. <laughs> I could probably do the whole thing. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience is 92. Rotten Tomatoes was 80, I think. 80. Uh, so just to recap the scores, Tyler, 88. Ethan, 80. Do you want to hold on to that 80 or do you want to add? Or, or I want to hold on to that, yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80. Metacritic a 67, which is going to pull this down, I think. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes audience was a 92. Before giving me the final score, Ethan, what was kind of the vibe from the listener score? Vibe from the listener score is that a lot of people liked it, but not as much as Avengers Endgame. Um, there were a couple people that just like hated it for no reason. And there were a couple of people that like absolutely adored it. But yeah, everything okay. was sort of in the, in the like upper seventies, low eighties range. Okay. And what is the final listener score? 84. 84. That is higher than I expected. Me too. There's a chance I did the math wrong, but I don't care. Okay. That gives it a bacon and egg score of an 82.95, which of course rounds up to an 83. Uh, there is not according to my college professors. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 82.95 is actually the exact same score as another film. This is the first time this has happened as far as I've seen. It's not the first time. 81.75 happened for both 1917 and Hearts Beat Loud. Although for whatever reason, 1917 gets an 83. I'm not sure quite how that works. Anyway, 82.95 is also the score we gave to Mank. So we have a, a predicament because this is a very hard to compare like what's better mank or i i know what you're gonna say is that mank is no i think that, that uh we have a higher sample size so give it to this one. Oh, okay more people uh, said that to give that that listener score if that makes well, sense that does make sense. like this is this is more 83 than than the i'm adjusting one. the 1970s score to an 82 and then i'm just making sure that like we didn't mess this up somewhere along the way it doesn't look like we did it looks like just that one was wrong yeah i did that one with jade from curly critics so i probably messed it up gotcha. my b uh i've never seen 1917 so to make a judgment against it against the heartbeats hearts beat loud i'm willing to bet 1917 is is a more epic film uh th so just to where are we at black widow comes in at number 15 overall. Now we actually do have a frame of reference here at an 83 bacon and egg score. Most of our uh, Avengers Endgame does not have a, a score, nor does the other one. Infinity War. I think Infinity War does not, no? That was year two also? Must have been. I have no idea. 
Is it even in here? Infinity War was year one. What are the odds? Uh, so just looking at it, these aren't in order, I don't think, but just sort of glancing at it. Uh, Captain America Civil War got an 82. I'd rather watch this 82. than, than I would Civil War. 100% rather watch that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a 93, 95. Black Panther, 93, 93. Iron Man, 94, 95. But this is all our scores, not uh, necessarily. Yeah, weighted scores. Weighted scores, yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me personally, this... This beats out a lot of these movies, actually. It's like, looking at this, we get Age of Ultron. I give it a 92. I would say this is better than Age of Ultron. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, I'm more excited for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I think it's Shang-Chi is how you pronounce it. Okay. Could be wrong. But yeah, I'm very excited for that. That looks sweet. Yeah, I didn't see the trailer, so I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but... Uh, I am uh, more excited for, um, yeah, the, the future of the, the MCU movies. Um for sure. I, I just kind of like the direction we're at right yeah, now. Yeah, same. Stoked for the Loki finale tomorrow. <laughs> I am too. I'm really curious where that's going to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking to the Shadow Realm thing. I do think Mokuba is going to be there. Mokuba! <laughs> <laughs> Big brother! Big brother! Freaking Duke Devlin shows up and is like Dungeon <laughs> Dice Masters. In America. In America. I'm Weevil Underwood. God. And I'm Rex Raptor. Screw the rules. I have money. <laughs> oh. There's been a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! content. The heart of the Instagram. cards is going to guide Loki through the Shadow Realm. Yes. Lokio. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about that. Lami Loki. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, this episode of Bacon and Eggs is uh, an episode of Bacon and Eggs. It has been hosted by Tyler Carlin and Ethan Edgehill. Uh, music by Vaishon. Nope. <laughs> music by Andrew Scott Bell. AndrewScottBellMusic.com. Graphics by Vaishon Brandon. Graphite.VMB on Instagram. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, That's What I'm Talking About, a show that will be on shortly with comedian Mary Clay Watt. Uh, you can listen to that show here in this preview. Hello, my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And on That's What I'm Talking About, I'm experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the very first time. Now that I've finished covering Lord of the Rings, I'm reading The Hobbit and realizing that it's a very different experience. It takes them like 70 pages to just leave the Shire. Longer. Fellowship of the Ring. It, it takes them like- Forever. It, I think it takes them like 100 pages to get out of the Shire. I was just fuming. I was like, you mean to tell me <laughs> that they leave the Shire in the span of one sentence, but it takes them 100 pages in Fellowship of the Ring? That's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. And check out more great shows at the WBNE Podcast Network, a thing that I love very much. Tyler, you got any final thoughts? Any any last Tylerisms? I really, really liked this movie a lot. I would see it. I would pay money to see it again. Yeah, I could see it again and still not uh, rack up to $30 plus a subscription fee. I'm pretty sure I spent $30 on my first trip to the movies. Not on a ticket, though. No, not on a ticket, but on, on popcorn. and. A, okay, but like you can you would, you would can still get popcorn in your house and that costs money. 
I know you know what's funny to me, Ethan, is that like you always complain about these Disney thirty dollars charges. I'm pretty sure we have bought all of them. I haven't bought a single one. But like they have been purchased in such a way that you have access to them. Right. But I would object to any of my or our shared money going toward it. Anyway, no, I have no more final thoughts other than that. I really liked this movie. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you on Monday for the last episode of Loki. Until next time, I've been Ethan Edge, at least with Tyler Carlin, Arun Erchi. Alexei Shostakov. <laughs>